What up, what up, guys? This is EJ Hong with the Wolverine.com here with my co-pilot Zach Libby back again on Tuesday for another edition of the Wolverine Recruiting Live Podcast. Zach, how's it going, man? Good man. Another week, another another week of hardball drama. So let's get into it. Uh yes, definitely. And uh <laughs> looks like uh Zach's listening to some backstreet boys there getting pumped up to to talk about Harbaugh and everything going on. Remember, this is the recruiting podcast. I have my Wednesday show tomorrow where I answer all your questions. We are only taking super chats today. We do have a structured show where we're going to talk about Jaden Davis, the latest happenings with him, uh, elite defensive lineman Justin Scott, naming Michigan in his top group, and elite running back Jordan Marshall set to visit this weekend. But we already have a super chat, and it comes from Shane Johnson. I see that our producer Hutch still has not uh, installed a horn or you know any type of siren or anything, so disappointing, Hutch. But anyway, let's get to the question. Oh, there we go. There we go. We have a Ric Flair gift coming up. Uh, so Shane Johnson with the $5 super chat. Big shout out to Shane Johnson. If anybody else wants to get a super chat in, hit the donate button that goes directly to our travel budget allows us to get out on the road and see recruits across the country and bring you guys the latest news so shane johnson says happy new year ej no love for you zach can you confirm that jordan marshall is visiting this weekend he is a must sign in the 2024 running back room and would you rather have jd in 24 or underwood in 25 uh so we are going to talk about jordan marshall uh, later in the show, Zach was the first to report that Marshall would be making an unofficial visit this this weekend. So we can confirm that. We'll save our thoughts for later in the show. Uh, as far as the second question, I feel like I stole your thunder, Zach, since you were the man behind the Marshall report. Why don't you uh, take a stab at this question first? Would you rather have Jaden Davis in 24 or Bryce Underwood in 25? I mean... I'll go with third option with both, but if we had to choose, I might go with Underwood. I mean, better athlete, higher ceiling, more physically sound as a dual threat, um, and has a chance to be a top draft pick in the NFL. So I don't really think there's a debate with that question, to be honest. I'll play a little devil's advocate, and I will say that Bryce Underwood is the better recruit, but I'm going to say I'd rather have Jaden Davis in 2024 because – Michigan has now gone back-to-back -back cycles with project-type quarterbacks. You know, you had Jaden Denigal uh, a couple of years ago along with Alex Orgy, and then you had Kendrick Bell this last cycle. If you miss on Jaden Davis and take another project quarterback, that's back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back recruiting cycles with no real quarterback, which is terrible at the most important position in football. So having to wait till 25 with Bryce Underwood, that's a huge between landing J.J. McCarthy and Bryce Underwood. So I think they need to land an elite-level quarterback this cycle, whether it's Jaden Davis or or somebody else, because if not, you're going to have to be, you know, exploring the portal, seeing what options are there, um, and, and it'll just be kind of a mess. So that's the argument I would take in, in terms of why I'd rather have Jaden Davis in 24. But uh, in terms of who's the better recruit, I would say that that Bryce Underwood is the better recruit. So I would agree with Zach on that end. Uh, if anybody else wants to hop in with a super chat, 
make sure to make that happen by clicking the donate button again that goes directly to us and helps us with our travel budget only super chats on this show tomorrow is the regular ej live show recruiting chat that zach is not welcome to so it's only exclusive for you guys uh but let's go ahead and talk about Jaden davis zach uh that's gonna be our first topic today is the latest with him so he has not committed to well he hasn't committed anywhere but he hasn't committed to setting a firm decision date and so if you remember uh Jaden davis originally said he wanted to make a decision in december for those of you that live under a rock davis is a top 100 quarterback the nation's number two overall quarterback actually according to the on three consensus out of powerhouse charlotte providence day the only active quarterback on michigan's recruiting board but Davis has balked at a decision timeline again, said December. December has passed, said that January could be a possibility. But our national analyst, Jeremy Johnson, caught up with him in San Antonio during the All-American Bowl festivities. And Davis said on the record that every time he thinks about setting a date, he decides to push things back. So we have no firm date. When you saw those quotes from Davis just saying that, Every time he has a date, he pushes things back. What was your initial reaction to that, Zach? I think it tied to the Harbaugh drama a little bit. I mean, my first thought was if this deja vu with Harbaugh that we saw last year with this year never transpired these past couple weeks, then I really don't think we'd be hearing about Davis being close to committing, backing out, then close to committing, then backing out again. Like Instead, you'd think that Davis would at least have a better idea of a commitment date or even having a commitment date being announced by now. Um, I guess if Davis does go elsewhere, then a little bit or a lot of the blame can be put on this Harbaugh leaving rumors. Like people say all the time that recruits need to commit to a school and not the head coach, but it's just dumb to not have the head coach play a factor in that decision. Like, I think if you look at other schools in contention for Davis, the one thing that they have in common is the fact that coaches there aren't leaving anytime soon. Like, do you really think Dabo Sweeney at Clemson's leaving? Do you think Josh Heupel is leaving Tennessee after the season that he had? Um, do you think James Franklin could have a better situation elsewhere other than Penn State? And, I mean, is Mac Brown going to be a hot coaching commodity at his age? It's just um, this stuff just needs to be resolved because if Davis doesn't come to Ann Arbor because of it, then there needs to be a backup plan. And as you already mentioned – there hasn't had one set in stone right now. So um, I think there's a lot of it has to be done with Harbaugh. I think he doesn't, I think Jay Davis wants to have a firm idea of his head coach that he has had grown a relationship with is going to stay in Ann Arbor when he's enrolled. And if that means waiting out a little bit, then that that's going to have to be the case. All right. So here's uh, yeah, here's my take on the situation. If Jim Harbaugh, never interviewed with the Bronco knows a virtual interview, not in person. If he didn't say things like, I think, and no man future, if Michigan had a contract making him the highest paid coach in the big 10 with a big buyout, I think Jaden Davis would be committed today. I, I feel like that is a big probability, not even possibility. I think it's, it's pretty probable that he would be committed today. Of course, no man knows the future again, so I, I can't guarantee that that would be the case. But I think there's a very, very good chance 
that if everything had gotten sorted out with Harbaugh and we weren't here sitting on January 10th talking about Harbaugh to the NFL as a potential option, that Davis would already be in the class, leading the class and getting others to potentially jump on board with him, including teammates Jordan Ship and Channing Goodwin. And Goodwin being a legacy recruit would probably be another guy that may already be in the class on January 10th. You know, he visited even more than Davis this fall. So uh, I do think that the pushbacks are directly tied to Harbaugh, just like you said, Zach. You mentioned the other contenders. Those aren't those contenders aren't super scary when you look at the situations. Like Clemson and Tennessee, those are, you know, name programs. They obviously have a lot of recruiting success, but Clemson's recruiting other quarterbacks. Tennessee just had a five-star commit this past cycle at Nico. Uh, Penn State doesn't scare me a ton. He canceled his visit there this fall. North Carolina, I mean, unless they're putting together a big NIL package, why do I go want to play at North Carolina over Michigan? I get it, it's closer to home, but uh, that just doesn't make sense to me, especially with the the disappointing year that they had. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that right now it should still be the fit, but if anyone's going to win this recruitment, and I've said this before, it's going to Jim Harbaugh. I mean, a big reason Davis has been leaning towards Michigan has been because of Harbaugh. I mean, he loves Harbaugh's experience, not just as a, a head coach in both the NFL and in college, obviously, but the experience he has playing the quarterback position, having played quarterback at Michigan, having played quarterback in the NFL. Um, having made a pro bowl in the NFL, that's something that Jaden Davis really values. And also something that's not really talked about a lot is if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, there's a good chance Matt Weiss goes to the NFL with him. I mean, we all know that Matt Weiss isn't a guy that loves recruiting. He is kind of an NFL guy. He came from the Baltimore Ravens. So those are your two guys uh, that are your lead recruiters that might leave. So, of course, you know, you don't want to make a decision right now without knowing for sure that they are uh, going to be in Ann Arbor. Uh, but on top of that, there's no pressure for Jaden Davis to make a decision. If I'm Jaden Davis, why would I make a decision right now? Who cares? Michigan's not recruiting any other quarterbacks. They're not knocking on, on Michael Van Buren's door. They're not knocking on Isaac Wilson's door. I'm the only offered quarterback. I have all the leverage. You know, Michigan has no leverage in this recruitment. Uh, Michigan's being held hostage here. They have no, Jaden Davis has no reason to make a decision. You know, kudos to Jaden Davis. He's playing it, you know, the smart way and not kudos to Michigan for not recruiting other quarterbacks. I mean, at what point, Zach, do you, you never say goodbye to Jaden Davis. I mean, obviously he's a talented quarterback. You've invested so many resources him you're still the top contender in his recruitment so i'm not saying at what point do you say bye to jaden davis you don't say bye to jaden davis but at what point do you just expand the quarterback board add a little bit of pressure to davis and explore your other options because you know the longer this goes the more chance other schools get involved maybe some nil friendly schools maybe miami decides hey you know what let's take another look at davis let's go after him or AM. i saw an article today where they had offered like 11 quarterbacks or something in 2024. Maybe they say, hey, Davis is going to be the guy, you know? So 
you you have all types of possibilities for other programs to get really involved and with the nil landscape you know things can change drastically so at what point do you get some not necessarily backup options on the board but just other names on the board that are viable targets the best time frame in which that could have been done was october or november or september when they could have brought michael van buren on a visit who was probably who was the number two guy in the summer they didn't get him on campus and now he's not on their top list they could have offered isaac wilson as you mentioned the kid out of utah the younger brother of zach wilson they could have they brought him for the penn state visit but never offered like it just goes back to michigan continuing to put all hands on deck on davis and as you mentioned it's just be, making them held hostage it's like they never learned from 2023 with the dante Moore recruitment um if they don't if they don't figure out this soon you, you're left out you're left in the situation exactly what happened with dante where you you, you put your back yourself in a corner and now you got to do everything you can to keep him on get him on campus and if that doesn't happen then sol so uh, i i don't know when the bright time will do it considering Harbaugh is still um, lurking around the, the harbaugh drama is lurking around but like i said they should have done this three months ago that was the best time to do it that comment made me laugh so i just pulled it up on the screen no man knows the future but what about a woman i don't think anybody knows the future and and how this situation is gonna continue to play out but I will say, again, the longer this goes, the more it's going to hurt Michigan recruiting. Uh, as things stand right now, I would go ahead and expand the board. You know, Zach, you mentioned that they should have done it a, a few months ago. And I agree, they should have done it a few months ago. You, you never want to put all your eggs in one basket, in my opinion. Again, especially like I mentioned at the top of the show, you already have gone back-to-back -back cycles with Project Quarterbacks. You can't afford to do this again. You need more quarterbacks on the board. And... I do think Jaden Davis is a very good prospect. I do think he's a top 100 prospect, but I'm, this isn't Dante Moore. I don't think this isn't a local five-star kid. I don't think you need to play the all your eggs in, in one basket approach. Why would you do that? You're Michigan. You're the winningest program of all time. You don't need to play that dumb game. Like go out and recruit other quarterbacks. Michael Van Buren is a five-star on ESPN. He's a top 300 prospect on the consensus. I mean, he has a ton of ability, comes from Baltimore, St. Francis, which has been very friendly to Michigan, and those players have panned out well for the Wolverines. Why not recruit Van Buren? Why not recruit other guys? It just it makes no sense to me. This one basket, one egg, whatever you want to call it, this one quarterback strategy makes no sense, man. Just recruit some other guys and, and continue to recruit Jaden Davis hard. You don't have to, you know, just you don't have to say forget Jaden Davis and go after other options. You can just recruit them simultaneously. That is allowed. And other schools are doing it. No other school is making Jaden Davis the only guy. Uh, so we'll see what he decides to do. I don't think a decision is imminent until the Harbaugh situation works itself. At this point, I would be surprised if he decide in January, unless Harbaugh does get a contract with a big buyout. So we'll see if that ends up happening. Let's go ahead and shift gears. I'm going to talk about another elite prospect, another big name on the board. Now, Jaden Davis is the top overall recruit for Michigan in 2024. Justin Scott is not far behind. I mean, Justin Scott, in my opinion, is actually the most important target if you if you look at it solely from who's the best recruit 
on Michigan's board that's realistic is Justin Scott. Now, Jaden Davis may be more important because the nature of the position being a, a quarterback and, and, like we said, back-to-back cycles with no top quarterbacks, you need Jaden Davis. But you also need a big-time defensive lineman, and guys like Justin Scott are extremely hard to come by. So Justin Scott out of uh, Chicago St. Ignatius released his – Top eight this week, Michigan was included in that top group. As you see, he's ranked as the number 20 overall prospect in the country, the number three defensive lineman in the nation. He's listed as a consensus four-star, but usually like the top 32 players are five stars. So I think Justin Scott will be a five-star. Um, I think it's it's just a, a matter of time. And, and you look at... Uh, three of the four recruiting services have him ranked uh, in that five-star range, meaning the, the top 32 players in the country. I don't know why 32 is the number. It's kind of arbitrary, but that's usually the number. Uh, but yeah, Justin Scott is an absolute beast. Before we talk about him as a recruit and what he would bring to the table, uh, Zach, both, both you and I have covered Scott pretty extensively. Uh, where do you think Michigan sits among that top eight? You mentioned he's your second most important. He's my third important. So, I mean, two and three, it's it's pretty much similar. Like, this is a must land for Michigan. But, I mean, for Michigan to make Scott's top list of eight favorites was the right step after hosting him for his debut visit in the fall against Michigan State. Um, I know he's told you, he's told me, like, academics, proximity to home, and Obviously, his communication with both Mike Elston and Sheryl Moore are big deals for him and his family. Um, I think the distance factor is going to be big because he's so close with like his mom and everything. Um, I also know, you know, we know that Scott also visited Ohio State, USC, Oregon for a game last, no, USC, Oregon, yeah, in Miami for a game last fall. And has been on Notre Dame's campus several times. I mean, just because of how close it is to his home. Um, Colorado is another one of his favorites. Um, you know, he's the, it's the newest offer, but, you know, the Deion Sanders effect is going to last for every recruit as long as Prime stays in Boulder. Um, if Scott wants to be committed by before his senior year, then Michigan has to get him up to Ann Arbor at least once before official visits begin in the late spring. I mean, the Michigan State game visit was great because it was months in the making and Michigan tried relentlessly to get him up for, for an unofficial, like in the last spring. And then even for like the barbecue at the big house, it just didn't happen. Um, so it's great to just get that first one in still, but if they want to earn that official visit, then it has to be a date before or after that February dead period for him to bring him on campus. Like even if it's for a day, because for how much success Michigan has had recruiting Chicago, its suburbs and like area around it, like, it just losing out on that best player and that come out of the area in, I don't know, eight years. Like it would just be very disappointing, um, especially given too of how much success Elston in particular and Sean Newell last year have had with their defensive line. So it just makes sense from a scheme standpoint. And um, as a player, he's just the most dominating recruit in the 2024 class across all positions. So in terms of just must lands, like this is the third highest important guy behind Jaden and Jordan Marshall. Definitely. So uh, actually, I've been covering recruiting for more than a decade now, and Matt Carmody has educated me and told me that based on NFL first round spots is how they rank five star recruits. I never really dawned on me that that's the reason, but I guess it makes sense and I'm just dumb. Um, but yeah, uh, OK. I mean, 
to me, uh, this is completely off topic, so I won't go too much on a tangent, but you're going to have more five stars in one cycle than you'll have in another cycle. So I don't think setting it at 32 is very smart, but whatever. Either way, Justin Scott, in my opinion, is a five star. This is a kid that has only been playing football for about three years now. He didn't play in middle school. He didn't play growing up. He was actually a basketball kid and decided to try give football a try. And uh, he's been a monster. Not only is Scott an elite level defensive line recruit, he's also an elite level offensive line recruit, which a lot of people don't know. He plays both ways for St. Ignatius. Alabama actually offered him as an offensive lineman. Reason being that basketball background, man, he's extremely athletic at six foot five, 315 pounds. He is a dancing bear, a literal definition of the term. So, super athlete at that size, tremendous feet, and a guy that hasn't even reached his full power. I mean, once he gets in a college strength and conditioning program, I mean, this guy has the potential to be an absolute force i think after a year uh, whether it's redshirting or playing sparingly i think he's a guy that's that can just absolutely dominate in the interior of the defensive line whether you line him up as a three or you line him up as a nose i think he's a guy that can be a game changer he also has a lot of length at six foot five so everything you want that addition of length athleticism um and, and the potential to to be a really brute strength type of defensive lineman uh, makes him a five-star in my opinion, just seeing him live. He's extremely impressive, but in terms of where Michigan stands in his recruitment, Zach obviously gave you a little bit of a rundown just to give you kind of my closing thoughts on him. Scott is a very high academic kid as well. He goes to a very rigorous high school uh, in, in terms of education. And so I think that that is going to play a role, even though, you know, NIL is, ruling over college football right now. I think Scott is still the type of kid that cares about the off the field. And I know his mother and his head coach, who are arguably the two most influential people in his recruitment, really care about the academics. And that's why Michigan and Notre Dame have both been very appealing options to him. I know Scott really enjoyed his uh, first visit to Michigan for the game against Michigan State, loved the atmosphere, loved the environment. And I know he and his mother really loved learning about Michigan off the field. So I think that can give Michigan an advantage over a school like an Ohio State or a school like an Alabama. Um, but at the same time, those schools are also going to be very aggressive with their NIL pitches. Um, and I think Scott is pretty open. I don't think he's a guy... That's really he he whittled his list down to eight, but I think those eight schools uh, have pretty good chances. I mean, Scott's a very well calculated kid. He's very cerebral, and I think he's going to handle this process very professionally. So, but I think Michigan has as good of a chance as anybody. Obviously, with it with the academics, with it being closer to home, uh, with Mike Elston's track record of development, with Michigan's track record of defensive linemen, I think the Wolverines have a great shot here. Of course, this is all dependent on Jim Harbaugh and the staff staying intact and stuff. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I, I kind of feel like Troy. He he says he wants an omelet. I want an omelet as well. It, it sounds good. You know, I might make breakfast for dinner today and, and comfort myself uh, as we try to get through this Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Last um, topic of the day or anything else you want to add on Scott before we, we move on to Jordan Marshall's app. 
No, I mean, I think we both pretty much have a good idea on where he is as a player, just because we've both seen him like in person multiple times. Like I, I've, I've seen him only in practice and it's just, you can tell just based on his performances on offense and defensive line, like it's just a stud, like, and I don't even think he knows his true potential either, because as we, you just mentioned, like if a friend didn't tell him to try out his freshman year, he, we would be talking about him as a basketball recruit. Like, I think it's a kid who just doesn't under, doesn't really understand how great he could be until, you know, he, get, he gets to the level that he wants to get at. So I think this could be the most exciting recruit that if he keeps it open for a little while, like we're going to have some fun talking about him and down the road. It's the same thing with recruiting. They're so green to everything. And uh, I, I think Scott's going to realize that he's a mega recruit. He can be a superstar in the football field. So very, very exciting. Let's go ahead and talk about another top 100 recruit on Michigan's board, 2024 running back. Jordan Marshall, another must land this cycle. Michigan has gone back-to-back cycles without landing a true every down back at an elite level. You had CJ Stokes, who I think is going to be good, but necessarily at the level of Donovan. You had Benjamin Hall, who's a bit of a project. You had Cole Cabana, who is a great land, not recruiting competition, but... uh, Got you certainly use between the tackles, but you also want to get out uh, out wide. You want to put them in the slot. You want to use them on kick return, punt return. So I'm talking about a true every down in the same mold uh, as a Blake Corum or a Donovan Edwards at that elite, elite level, top 100 type of prospect. And uh, it's time for Mike Hart to do it, man. Mike Hart is a legend. He's one of the best to ever a winged helmet. Uh, Michigan runs the ball and a lot of across the country. It's very, very running back friendly. You have a dominant offensive line that has won back-to-back Joe Moore awards. This should be a destination school for running back recruits. The fact that Michigan hasn't landed an elite back since Donovan uh, is disappointing. So this is the cycle to do it. Uh, Go ahead and talk about Jordan Marshall. Now, Zach, uh, you were the who broke the Marshall news. You have been all over this recruitment. You saw him all for a game. Talk a little bit about where Michigan is going into it and what can they do on the visit to help themselves in this recruitment. Yeah, so it's interesting to know that, like, of the running backs ranked in the top 10 for 2024, according on three, only Marshall and Longview, Texas native Taylor Tatum, who you've been talking to, have reported have only been the 10 of the two of the 10 who have reported trending interest in Michigan. I mean, obviously there's going to be more offers or they could circle back to the other guys, but for only Marshall and now Tatum who just recently got offered three days before Christmas, like this means either, either or have to be part of the class by next February. Like there is no excuse for Michigan to not sign a nationally regarded running back every cycle. Similar to Donovan Edwards, I mean, much to the extent of Cole Cabana and his ranking, and then Blake Corum too, because he was a top 100, play, top 150 player. Um, for the type of running back that Marshall is too, like in particular, he would absolutely thrive in Michigan's pro style system under Mike Hart, who's already built a close relationship with Marshall and his entire family throughout the years. Like when we, I was down there and saw him in person, like Marshall was saying that Hart talk, texts him like almost every day. Um, 
they'll even go as far as like giving, you know, Hart will give them like helpful advice on how to be a better running back. Um, he talks to his parents quite often. So it's a family type relationship. Um, you also have to add coach Clinks, I mean, Steve Clinksdale into the fold too, because of that Ohio connection. So it's really been like a tag team of sorts. Um, but yeah, I was at Marshall's playoff game in November. Um, so I got to see him rush for over 160 yards and two touchdowns in the first half alone. Like, think about that, like 24 minutes of game gameplay and had that type of stats is just insane. Um, he's five foot 11, 195 pounds. Um, he runs so much more powerful than his frame, I believe. Um, well-defined lower half, a north-south attitude um, when the ball's in his hands. Um, you can also flex him out to the wide receiver spot, whether it be outside or uh, slot, and he can run routes with ease and he has a good catch radius. Um, he has the motor to get to the second and third levels and loves lowering the shoulder. Like he was playing a Lakota West team who all four of the secondary are power five recruits. So to total those stats against kids with multiple power five offers, it, it's just when you think about it, it's just like how good could this kid be? Um when it comes to the visit this weekend, as you've already mentioned, like he's going to be on campus for the third time since the spring. Um, it's not really shocking that Marshall is still expected to show up despite the Harbaugh whirlwind, um, just because of his connection to Hart and Clingsdale, as well as just, you know, his liking for Michigan emphasizing the run game on offense, um, atmosphere that he really enjoyed on campus when he was watching the Michigan State game. And just like the academic opportunities, like this is a really smart kid, um, really high character off the field. And he wants to be like that pillar of the community, which is nice. Um, he did. He has mentioned to like he has mentioned too that he's going to drop a top list after his visits this month. Um, after Michigan, he's going to go to Wisconsin the following weekend and then Tennessee next weekend. So after that, he's going to drop like a top list, whether it's four five, six, like it, it's in that range. Um, I fully expect Michigan to land in that top group, um, meaning that we're pro Michigan's probably going to get an official visit in the spring. Um, that's that's probably going to be the idea. Um, if you want to talk about others that are going to make the group, um, Ohio State, um, who hosted them for the game back in November, um, Tennessee, who also hosted them for a fall game day visit, Penn State did as well. Um, you got others like Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, who've also hosted them unofficially this past year. Um, but the aforementioned four, Michigan, Ohio State, Tennessee, Penn State, those are probably going to be the core groups, the core schools that are going to be in the running for Marshall. Um, I think I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think as long as Jim Harbaugh stays on this team and keeps his staff and Mike Hart with Clingsdale and everyone, Michigan will still have a good chance. And I think if they just keep pressing forward the notion that he could be the next great running back to come out of this, come out of that school, then it's just going to appease him even more as the months continue. So as to conclude, you know, is it's the third top target in the class and this is a must land for sure. Definitely. You mentioned Taylor Tatum. I'm a big Tatum fan. Um, I think Tatum might be ranked slightly higher than Marshall, but at the same time, Tatum's going to be a tougher pool. He's never visited. He's from the state, which uh, has an embarrassment in our regional uh, programs after him uh, with some big names. But Marshall 
has visited Michigan three times. He's a Midwest kid. He already has a pre-existing relationship with Hart, unlike Tatum, who, like you said, was just offered around Christmas time. Uh, you also have Steve Klingscale, like you said, who has strong ties around the state of Ohio. So Marshall just makes a little more sense than Tatum right now. Um, and, and just watching his highlights, he's extremely impressive. He would be a great system fit for Michigan. I will say that the the school that worries me the most here is Ohio State, obviously being an Ohio kid. Um, I have seen that Ohio State is making him a priority, but not necessarily the priority. So I think Michigan really needs to sell Marshall this weekend on being the guy wanting to get him on board early, uh, being the number one target on that Michigan running back board. And again, selling that Michigan's a destination school for running backs. You've seen the production. You have Mike Hart's track record and resume. Like there should be no shortage of selling points to Jordan Marshall on the visit this weekend. Absolutely critical trip to Ann Arbor. The big hope, obviously, is that we have more clarity on the Jim Harbaugh situation. If that does not have clarity, then I think it puts uh, Michigan behind a little bit here with Marshall in terms of what they could do on the visit. But uh, we'll just see how that part plays out. But obviously a big positive getting Jordan Marshall on campus. Again, you need, like you said, only two of the top 10 running backs in the country seem to, to have Michigan high on their list. So landing Jordan Marshall is an absolute must for sure. I mean, the guys we covered today, Jaden Davis, Justin Scott, Jordan Marshall, all in that must land category. All three have the potential to be absolute difference makers in the Michigan program in the future. So that's going to be our show today, guys. As always, I'll be back with my Wednesday show tomorrow. Uh, make sure to join at 7 Eastern and ask me anything you guys want. It'll always be a fun time. Uh, like this video and subscribe to the Wolverine YouTube channel. That is completely free. The like helps with the algorithm. And also, if you have not signed up for the Wolverine.com, you can subscribe today for just $29.99 until August 31st of 2023. That gets you more premium insider recruiting information. Uh, as well as team information, NIL, transfer portal, basketball, basketball recruiting, etc. And you part of a great message board can be over on the fort. So join now. No better time to join than during this Jim Harbaugh saga. Uh, you also are going to make it through the late period, summer official visit season, and all that good stuff. So $29.99 until August 31st of 2023. If you forgot a holiday gift for someone and you're already a member, you can always gift a subscription as well. All right, guys, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, those that have uh, come in late, sorry you missed our show, but you can watch the replay. Just hit the little live uh, on the uh youtube channel and you can watch the replay or if you watch it and want to listen to us again because we have beautiful voices then you can do that as well all right guys have a great tuesday enjoy some tacos <laughs>